Welcome to the Three Questions Podcast. We take questions from our church family, do our best to answer them from a biblical worldview, and all of us get the privilege to serve the Lord's Church here locally at Southern Hills Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Doug Melton is our lead pastor. Randy Whittall is our pastor of missions and evangelism. Jeremy Johnson is our pastor of media and community outreach. My name is Daniel Snow, and I get to be pastor of discipleship and young adults. And the way to turn in questions, uh, there's a couple of ways, actually three. Uh, One is you can text 505-258-2076. You can go to the website, myshbc.com slash contact. Or you can email three questions podcast at myshbc.com, and that's with the number three at the beginning. We always keep these questions confidential, so you can just know that. And uh, guys, Thanksgiving, this, this podcast will be going out on Thanksgiving week. And just out of curiosity, any plans for Thanksgiving this year? Okay, so we get to have grandkids, you know, nice. and it won't be all of them. Our North Carolina ones won't get to be here, but the Florida and, and Shawnee grandkids will get to be with us, and we're so excited about that. Guys, what I was going to ask, what Thanksgiving tradition that does your family have? And for my my sons, uh, we we always played touch football yeah. on, on Thanksgiving yeah. Day. And, uh, and, and guys, it, it was always – uh, touch and go as to whether or not I was going to become a, a professional football player. There was the op- <laughs> right from tennis yeah. to football. I do see. I the think I actually have sure. your rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> but those days are gone. You know, the, the bursitis in the shoulder, the yeah. tennis elbow. But still, there's no doubt you give them a run for their money. Thank you. Yeah. Daniel. The number of NFL players who suffer from tennis elbow is incredible. <laughs> So Daniel, Thanksgiving yeah, tradition. We we have always kind of met in uh, in Arkansas at at uh, Aunt and Uncle's farm, and just a big big fun time. And over the last probably five or six years, shooting clays has kind of become a tradition that we always like. plural on clay. So it's not not, not clay, clay. Not clay. Someone yeah. that yeah. <laughs> clays. Yeah, yeah. The little orange discs. Our, when I was uh, growing up, ours was always duck hunting in the morning, come back, eat, quail hunt in the afternoon. It was, it was always kind of the, the tradition. Uh, but this year, uh, it's really kind of fun because we get to, uh, we get to host a couple of the uh, Afghani families that have immigrated yeah. to Oklahoma. And so my do- one of my, my daughter and her son and some of our grandkids are going to be there, and we're going to host a couple of the Afghani families in our home for Thanksgiving. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's good. Well, you guys are so awesome. We usually just eat and fall asleep on the couch, yeah. <laughs> watch the Cowboys play. Right. But this year, my mom surprised our whole family with a trip for two days to the Magic Kingdom. Whoa. You're going to Stillwater? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Happiest yes. place on earth, right, well, Randy? Right now yeah. it is. <laughs> Man, that's super cool, Jeremy. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So we'll be back in time for Thanksgiving, but it'll be it's going to be really neat. And uh, I was also sitting here thinking about this is going to be a tough time for Tommy Merritt because he's going to have two dogs that he's going to have to take care of and yeah. introduce to Thanksgiving, Doug. Any no. thoughts on that? Oh, hey, listen, you've got to make sure that the dogs understand this isn't about them because a lot of times, you know, all they the, get that. Yeah. The they get that attitude. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every Wednesday night we have to hear about Winston and 
<laughs> so this new dog, I Mabel, Mabel. Mabel, we haven't even heard anything really about Mabel. No. So yeah. it's <laughs> too young. Too yeah. young. So. She's on a probationary <laughs> well, status that's right. right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're still at a wait and see attitude here. <laughs> okay. Here we go with our first question for today, and it is a it is a, a big one, and it's another very common, well-thought-out question, and that is, what about the person in X region of the world who has never heard the good news of Jesus? Will they face eternal judgment? Yes, a missions question. Keep those missions questions coming, ladies That's and right. gentlemen. Man, love this one. Okay. It's 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 a great question, and it, theologically, it's something lots of people struggle with, and not just about the ex person who's never heard, but the whole question of how can a God of love allow mm-hmm. people to go to hell, mm-hmm. and uh, and really part of the 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 question comes into fact the, that folks are saved by their knowledge or their their faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible's very very clear there are not multiple ways to heaven. Mm-hmm. There's only one and Jesus declared he was it. I mm-hmm. am the way the truth and the life and no one person X in deep dark Africa wherever no one comes to the father except through Jesus Christ. So I mean it's, he is the only and, and we're told that you know only by calling upon the name of the Lord in faith can can a person be saved. The is, so the issue is, there's a second issue here, and that is, but people are condemned because of their sin, not because of their lack of knowledge of Jesus. We're condemned because we're because of our sin. Jesus even said, you know, that he came, you know, as uh, to 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 bring life, not to condemn, because man was condemned already. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a very important issue that we separate out here that folks don't go to hell because they have rejected Jesus. They go to hell because they're sinners and we're and we're born with sin nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, all have sinned and therefore come short of the glory of God. It's the the love of God is just amazing that He even offers us a way to be saved. Now, is it tragic? Yes. I mean, there are right now, based on most missiological studies, a little over 3,000 what we call UUPGs, Mm. unreached, unengaged people groups. That means not only do they not have uh, a church presence or, or very many, if any, Christians among them, but they're unengaged, meaning there's no church, no Christian society, no missionary organization. There's nobody that even has them on the radar trying mm-hmm. to reach them. And these people amount to really about a quarter of a billion people in population, and they are in very difficult areas to get to. Uh, and so we as Christians need to always bear in mind that people are lost because of their sin people can be saved through the 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 gospel of jesus christ through hearing and responding to the gospel and so jesus did his salvation work on the cross then he left us with the task of making sure that good news gets spread across uh, the world and so that's why we as a church continue to do what we do in missions to try to make sure that everybody does get to hear yeah and and randy um the urgency oh my that that we we always we see in the gospel Mm -hmm. the fields are wide in the harvest pray 
that the Lord, the, the Lord of the harvest will send the laborers into the field. And it's because there is eternal judgment coming. Mm-hmm. It's the very thing we've been talking about in Luke 17. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. It is worldwide yeah. judgment. Someday That's, will be that day. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Romans 1 lets us know that that anyone with a coherent mind, and in other words, the ability to understand uh, some basic things, is without excuse because it's a, it's a very active verb that's used there. God has shown himself through the created order. So through the created order, uh, we know that he exists. And then Romans 2 lets us know that because of the implanted conscience in, in each of us, we know not only that he exists, but that he has laws and that we've broken them because we know that we break our own conscience. And, uh, and then, and then Romans three and Romans one again, show us that what we should do then is cry out to the God who is there for mercy and grace. But if left to ourselves, not a single one of us will ever do that, including myself, including all of us in this room, in some way or another, Romans 1 lets us know, if left to ourselves, we would all find a way to worship the creature instead of the creator. And, and we, would, we would find ways to run away from him instead of running to him. And so Romans 10 then lets us know that, that the mess, faith comes by hearing, and specifically hearing the word of Christ, the gospel. And so, so that then brings us full circle to, to just thinking through the logic of this thing that, that if it were true that someone who's never heard gets, escapes eternal judgment, well then the very best thing that we could possibly do is keep our mouths shut and make sure they never do hear because then, then they'll escape. But but what's interesting is Jesus tells us exactly the opposite. He tells us, open your mouth, get around as many people as you can, wherever you can, all across the world, and, and make this message known. That's right. And so that's why we always say, especially now, you know, we focus a lot on missions. Every single one of us who possesses uh, uh, this knowledge, this, this gospel message, Every one of us has the responsibility to share it mm-hmm. with those that we can reach, which are right here around us. But then we also have the responsibility to either go to these unreached places or to do all we can to send those who can and are willing and able to go to other places. And I mean, that's our, we, every, none of us is, is exempt from that. Mm-hmm. We either go or we send people who, who can go and are willing to go. Because we yeah. will be held accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Ezekiel talked about God when he prophesied. He said, I've set you as a, as a watchman on a tower. And if I tell the sinner he's going to die because of his sins and you don't warn him, then his blood's on your hands. Now, we proclaim the message. That doesn't mean everybody's going to respond. But our duty, as we've said many times, we aren't the ones who save people. We're the ones who tell people there's a Savior. The Savior saves them. Mm. Uh, our job is to let them know there's a Savior who loves them and who is offering them redemption if they'll just trust him. That's right. And so, Daniel, I think just an application here, if the Lord prompts you to, to say to someone, 
we've got to say it. We've, right. we've got to talk with someone. If the Lord prompts you, we've got to be, we pray for a discerning heart, a sensitive heart, and, and then the boldness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't think, well, I don't think it's the right situation or the right time. If the or Holy I don't Spirit's, think this person would ever respond. That's right. That's oh, not that's our call. Point. That's right. If the Holy Spirit's prompting you, the Holy Spirit knows that person far better than you and I that's will right. ever know them. And I think that's it right. places a huge amount too whenever you do have those opportunities that maybe it's not you that's going overseas, but maybe that person that you shared the gospel with in your church is going to be that person right. that exactly goes right. to do to 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 be that person that brings the good news to that country. And it always blows me away those conversations that you think that may not be the biggest. I've seen where that student or that adult that, man, if they catch fire, the Lord is going to use that person to do great things. It's just sometimes I think we we forget that here, sharing the gospel right now with church folks that we're entrusted with, there could be that next Lottie Moon or that next that's exactly person that's right. going to do that. So. That's exactly right. Well, you know, Scripture says one sows, one waters, the Lord brings the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you may not be the one who actually gets to lead that person to Christ, mm-hmm. but you're one of the people God's putting in that process, in that in that uh, uh, situation of sharing, so that eventually, you know, we don't know when or if, but we may be part of that that chain of people that have affected somebody's life so that eventually they do come to faith. Yep. It's good. Really good. Okay, next question. As an employer, how can I use my work as a calling from God, his placement of me in the world? You know, this is one of those times where I am so thankful, Daniel, how the Lord led you to put together this podcast and that we do our best to answer the questions from a biblical Mm -hmm. worldview from scripture. And it's because there are specific scripture Mm -hmm. that speaks directly to employers. Sometimes we think, well, I'm not sure if the Bible speaks to this, but the Bible does speak to it. Absolutely. Yeah. For example, uh, James five emphasizes that as employers, we should make sure to give employees appropriate wages. Um, We should not try to cheat them or something like that. Um, Deuteronomy 5 lets us know that we should also give employees appropriate rest, um, that, that that's part of the consideration. And right here on the heels of the annual meeting, you guys are... (laughs) I think Daniel brought that up. Yeah, I, yeah. I was yeah. gonna. I, I was hoping you were gonna pick yeah. up on that. I was, yeah. times, I yeah. was hoping that uh, <laughs> nap I took yesterday during the lunch break is that appropriate? Yeah, no, that was appro- <laughs> appropriate okay. rest. And Daniel's thinking, Doug, is this a good time to bring up? I, I'm I'm gonna be gone the rest <laughs> of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys Sunday. We've guys, been here about seventy hours already this week. Can I have my sabbatical now, or is that? <laughs> that's, yeah. what, okay. that's, that's the right timing. Uh, another one is in Colossians 4. It tells employers to treat employees justly and fairly. And then Ephesians 6 mentions that, that those in leadership, employers specifically, are not supposed to lead by threats. And that's, that's a game changer. That, that if, if you're giving good, godly leadership to those under your leadership, that your employees... That's that changes things when you're not just the person barking out threats all the time. That's right. Yeah. And and I I jotted down a couple of things. One is you 
as the as the employer, as the owner of the business or or manager mm-hmm. or whatever your job is, you be an example. You know, you want people to look at you and to be able to say, my boss is different. This guy's different. Mm-hmm. You know, his his attitude, his mannerisms, his vocabulary, everything about him is is different. You want to honor Christ in your per, with your personal testimony. But then you also want to honor Christ with the testimony of your business. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we were talking about a little bit earlier, you want to make sure your employees have opportunity to worship if they want to. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means you do lose a little bit of money because you're not open on Sundays or you're, or you're going to allow people who to be off mm-hmm. at certain times when they need to, but you, you run, you make sure that your priority of your business isn't to make money. It's to honor Christ. Remember Christ don't, the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Money's not an issue to him. If he wants you to have money and be great, wildly successful, the Lord can make that happen. But as a Christian, our first duty is to is to give him honor and glory in everything uh, that, that we do. Um, and I would say the other thing is, do not be afraid or ashamed to speak openly and candidly about your relationship with Christ, even mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah, uh, You know, we've... I feel like in some ways we as Christians have allowed the world to almost steal our voice away because we're afraid of repercussions for speaking about our, our personal relationship with, with Christ. Now, that doesn't mean you may be in a situation where you really aren't allowed or supposed to uh, evangelize, or, or yeah. uh, but that does that still doesn't mean you can't talk about your love for the Lord, what mm-hmm. the, what the Lord's done uh, in your life, and then offer opportunities for employees to to ask uh, to know more. You know, if you're honoring Christ in the way you run your business, you're leading by example of someone who follows Christ, and you speak unashamedly. There's very high odds at some point some of the people you wor- who work for you are going to say. What's what's different about right. you? Right, that's good. And I, all I would add to what Randy said is, uh, and give opportunities to for folks to worship. Yes. Uh, and it, so if you are responsible for someone's schedule or you do arrange schedules, mm-hmm. try to do everything you can to make sure that your folks do have those opportunities to to be in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and. All of this in in one way is summarized with what we talk about so many times on this podcast of treating anyone, in, in this case employees, with the dignity and worth as fellow image bearers of God. That's right. Um, that, that, yeah, they are fellow human beings valued by God, therefore should be valued by us. And, and just like you guys said, being unashamed of the gospel in the mission field of your career. Right. Not that that means we try to, we don't force, we can't force anyone to, to turn to Christ, but we can be unashamed. Right. And now in no way, I think, does this mean as an owner or a businessman yeah. or whatever, that that means you're supposed to be some big marshmallow who lets people just walk all over you and you don't, right. you know, we are still called to be, you're called to be uh, responsible with the things that Mm -hmm. God's blessed you with. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got the Bible speaks abundantly about biblical economics, Mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the parable of the talents, you know, only those who were wise with what they were entrusted with were rewarded. The guy who wasn't even what little he had was taken from him. Right. You know, that doesn't, so it doesn't mean you just 
you just uh, overlook mm-hmm. people who don't do a good job or refuse to or are insubordinate. Or that you or, can or, never fire someone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and even the Old Testament economics of uh, were, yes, you have a big farm. You, you go over it. You glean it one time. What falls to the ground is for the poor. You don't glean the the fence rows or the corners. You leave mm-hmm. that for the poor. It didn't say you harvest it all and then you have people line up and you hand out the the fruits of your labor. It's a you're planting it, you're leaving it, but some of it's going to stay for the poor. If they want to go out and gather it up, they can. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of economic principles that don't necessarily mean being a Christian businessman. You know, like I said, means you can't ever fire somebody or a woman that you can't ever fire somebody or you can't discipline somebody or you can't expect somebody to work hard uh, for you. Absolutely. And I think we always have got to heed Jesus' words that if if you are in a situation where you get to be considered boss, even whether it's over one or over 100 or supervisor or whatever your title is, mm-hmm. that Jesus said the rulers of the Gentiles, they lord it over them and they mm-hmm. exercise authority over them, but so it shall not be among you. Mm-hmm. But instead, the Son of Man came not to be Served, not be served, right? But to serve That's and right. to give his life as a ransom for many. We are called as the body of Christ, especially to submit to one another mm-hmm. out of reverence for Christ. And and so I would encourage employers to do that as well. It's good. That's Super good. helpful. Last question is if a non Christian friend is willing to read some scripture in considering Christianity, where should I recommend that they read? Uh that's a Awesome question, and I'd like the. I'd say some of it may depend on on the background of the person who's asking you. Uh, you know, from, that is good because we are to consider our audience. That's exactly we're, right. You know, whenever you're talking with someone about Christ, try yeah. to understand where that person is coming from. That's right. Yeah, like for example, if you're coming from maybe a Jewish background then you may want to focus on some of those Old Testament prophecies of Messiah and then hopefully get the person to read like the Gospel of Matthew, which which was directed mm. towards Jewish believers. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're coming from some other faith background that focuses on works, then you know, then you focus on those uh, those books, those verses that that really talk about grace and and the sufficiency of Christ mm-hmm. and and of the cross and and the resurrection. Uh, you know, somebody who comes from perhaps a Muslim or a Mormon background or something like that, where you really have to focus on the deity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. um, so there, I think a lot of it has to do with with that. Yeah, and something that. Uh, comes up with me sometimes is is i'll just say to someone hey if you're willing to read just one book in of the bible i would recommend the whole bible matters it's all pointing at jesus and so i would recommend that you pick one of the first four books in the new testament they're called gospels they're basically biographies of jesus the life of jesus and so it's all pointing at him and so if you just want to if you're willing to read one I would I would pick one of those four, and if you want to know which one's the shortest, it's Mark, and 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 then that kind of gives them some options of of saying, okay, I'll I'll pick one of those, and and if they are willing to read that, I think it's really good. I think it's appropriate to follow up in a week or two right, or yeah. whatever, and just say, hey, did you ever get to do that? And if so, 
do you have questions or the things that you're thinking about? That's good. And so I would echo all of those. You know, there's sometimes a book that sometimes we talk about the gospel of John. What a great mm-hmm. gospel to read. But guys, there are times when first John, mm-hmm. uh, isn't it interesting that whenever we're learning Greek, that's the one yeah, that they always the one, want you yeah. to translate because <laughs> it is written in the simplest Greek. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there's something to that, that uh, it opens with that which we have seen which we have touched, so it immediately opens with Jesus Christ. In 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. In 1 John 4, and this is love, that God sent his son as an atoning sacrifice. Yeah, 1 John 5, these things I've written that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, boy, that's that's even, that the gospel of Mark is our shortest gospel, and 1 John is such a short five chapters. Yeah. yeah. And I'd add one last thing, and that is, Always be prepared. I mean, if you know somebody who has questions, just say, man, I'd love for you to read this. But can I tell you about a couple of verses that have made a great impact in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then don't be afraid to share and just say, look, here's a verse, you know, uh, you know, in that God shows his love towards us in that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Romans 5, 8, you know, or, or maybe it's just John three sixteen was a verse that, that God used to touch your life. But uh, always be ready with a few of those verses that have been impactful in your life to be willing to say, look, I really want you to read this, but can't, do you mind if I tell you, here's a couple that just really touched me when I was searching. That's great. That is, that is good advice and very helpful. Jeremy Johnson, thanks for producing this podcast. The crowd goes wild. Thank you guys for listening and making time to do this. We've, man, you guys, many of you encourage us by the questions you send and, and even just sometimes with some positive feedback. And we hit a milestone this week, fellas. What's that? Over 10,000 listens so far. Wow. wow. Praise the Lord. It's pretty good. Amen. Praise Super the Lord. Yeah, that. that's Very awesome. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I think that contributed that Randy was gone a couple of times, but <laughs> yeah. other than that. There was kind of a spike. I'm spiking I do numbers. Kind of drag things down a lot. <laughs> and so, Jeremy, where are we going for lunch today to celebrate? Oh, <clears throat> we will go to the Lazy Donkey. Just, just kidding. You know where we're sense. going. Cracker, <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Oh, yeah. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Love it. Faithful. I That's mean, you it. can always count on it. Hey, it's always there. It is awesome. I love Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I'm just glad we got to bring that back into the podcast in some way, form, or fashion. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, please remember, the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions.